0: Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey.
1: And I'm Amanda Jefferson.
0: We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips,
1: strategies, and real-life experiences and fails of trying to be good enough-ish as busy, tired, flawed people attempting to keep it all together with some joy and fun in the mix.
0: I created the Balance Bound Planner and line of stationary products that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care so you can be a better human for everyone and everything else in your life. Balance Bound exists under the umbrella of
1: Curious and Company Creative, a boutique branding design firm that I co-own. And I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I help clients defrazzle, organize, and declutter one-on-one. I have a brand new online course called Organized Every Day. And I speak to groups about how to quit the shoulds and live more courageously. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish And you can email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. You can also support this podcast by joining our Patreon community at patreon.com
0: slash goodenoughish. Now let's get to the show. Let's do it. Hi, Amanda. Hey, Brooke. So today we're going to talk about something that's, I think... It's going to strike a chord with a lot of people. How to say
1: no. Mm, So this is going to be a six-hour episode (laughs) because I could talk about this all day long. I know. I think, you know, it's really – it's hard
0: to say no. I – My philosophy lately, even though I'm not the best at following it, is that no is a complete sentence. Mm. I do not have to justify no's. I do not have to give an explanation. And this is usually when something's being asked of me that is like an extra um, that I don't necessarily have time for. I don't need to justify my time to anyone Mm -mm. else,
1: but it's still really hard to say no. So like what's something lately that you've had or, – or do you have like – what's something you've had a hard time saying no to or something you've said no to recently that you were really glad you did? Can you think of anything? I'm trying to think too.
0: I mean, a lot of times – so I'm I'm pretty involved in our community and yeah. the school community. And... I love that about you. Oh, thank you. Oh. I try. But sometimes I take on a few too many things and, you know, if someone asks me, oh, we'd love to get you involved in this event or this nonprofit or this organization – I do have a tendency to get excited about an idea or something and be like, oh, yes, I want to be – I definitely have some FOMO, some fear of missing out. Yeah. So sometimes I will say yes and then realize, oh, that maybe should have been a no because I just physically don't have the time for this thing. So, you know, nothing super specific right now because I have gotten a little better at saying no or letting someone know, okay, I need to step back from this thing that I committed to. Um, you know, of course, I always want to leave in good graces, but there's there's times where I have to take a step back and say, this is not serving me or this is taking
1: time away from my family or my yeah. sanity. Yeah. And I know, you know, design is one of your superpowers and I know you get roped in a lot of times. Oh, can you just do this little flyer for us yeah. for the, you know, the PTO or the, and it's that can take – because you're such a perfectionist and you want it to look great. And so like, oh, a little flyer isn't necessarily just a little flyer. Right. Yeah. It's
0: no big deal. But when you do 10 of them over the course of a few months, you know, it's it, – it, yeah, it can become – taxing. And listen, design is my job. So it's not – while people think that my job is fun, which it definitely has some fun elements, um, I I do like to get paid for it. So I can't do it all for free (laughs) details. I mean, I I certainly find, you know, there's an organization I'm working with right now that I am, you know, helping them to get this started. And so I volunteered to create their logo because I was excited about it. But – can i do that for the next 5 people that I ask probably not so having to set some limits and say no sometimes is really hard because i like to help people i like to use my superpower to help people or organizations that i know can benefit from it <sighs> but yeah, yeah i just there's not enough me to go around so no. sometimes we have to say no yeah i love your philosophy with um if it's not a hell yes it's a hell no
1: Yeah, because it's a really kind of inescapable mantra. Because the second that you ask yourself, is this a hell yes, you already know the answer. Like, no, it's not a hell yes. In fact, it's very far from a hell yes. you don't feel it in your gut. Yeah, so that like really big black and white, that really helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. it's funny because I feel like at the heart of what I do with my clients is just teaching them how to say no. Yeah. In my course, that's what I talk about. In my talks that I give, that's what I talk about when I work one-on-one because the essence of the Conmarie method is does it spark joy? Yeah. And you have to, for the first time, really come to grips with, oh, this really doesn't spark joy. Like... Because my clients will say things, you know, not even related to stuff, but they'll say, oh, I got to get together with this friend every Friday for our coffee date. And all she does is complain about her mother-in-law the whole time. It's like, do you, that doesn't sound like a hell yes. No. Do you have to, you right? spark joy, you know. Right. You know, but a lot of people, they don't know how to say no. Mm -hmm. And so I might say to that client, you know, what if you said, "Ah, I'm so sorry, but I'm not going to be available to do our Friday coffee dates anymore. Bummer. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're done. Yeah, right. Like sometimes you just have to cut the cord. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I mean, maybe brutal honesty is required
0: in certain situations. I mean, there's definitely delicate ways to go about it, but maybe that friend, maybe with certain people or situations, we need to be a little bit more vulnerable. Yes. And you know, I'm so sorry that you're going through a tough time with your mother-in-law, but um, you know, it, it's. It's taking some emotional energy from me that I don't have right now, and I would love to reconnect in a month when we can maybe sit over coffee and talk about your vacation that's coming up or something. You right. know, there's there's delicate ways to say no, but be honest about right. someone why you're saying no. Right. Because we don't want to lie and be like, oh, no, I just can't make our coffee date anymore, and then you
1: know, okay. Right. Or Uh, say something like, hey, I've got a couple things going on in my life. Do you mind if we put pause on the (laughs) mother-in-law convo for a while? And, you know, I'd love your feedback on what's going on. And I think, P- there's a certain level of bravery to saying things like that. It's easier in some ways, I'm putting quotes, like it's easier to just show up and suck it up and listen to her talk about her mother-in-law. But my one of my favorite phrases that I, that I say all the time is Brene Brown's choose discomfort over resentment. Mm-hmm. So choose the discomfort of having either saying no and not going anymore or having an uncomfortable conversation about mm, I need this relationship to shift a little bit versus just that resentment. She even has, Brene Brown says that she has this ring. It's She calls it her boundaries ring. And when somebody asks her to do something, like can you make three dozen cookies for the bake sale tomorrow, she'll spin her ring and say, choose discomfort over resentment, choose discomfort over resentment. Mm. And then she says, oh, I can't. I'm so sorry. Versus going home that night Baking the three, you know, while she's doing a million other things. Yeah, so, being annoyed that you're baking cookies at 11 p.m. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, a lot of times when you say no to people, especially in those circumstances, they'll be like, oh, bummer. And then they just move on to the next thing. They're not seething. I can't believe she's not baking the three dozen cookies. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, next parent. Yeah, exactly. There's someone else to do that thing. Yeah. Um.
0: You know, not that, you know we are replaceable. <laughs> there's if there's if there's something that I need to say no to, I am not the only person in the universe who could have helped you with that thing. Because one other thing that, you know, has always been something that I'm I'm trying to really grasp on these days is that when I'm saying no to others, I'm doing that so I have more time for my family and myself. So it's not it doesn't have to be a selfish thing to say no. I mean, one of the whole reasons that You know, I use design to problem solve, and creating the Balance Bound Planner allowed me to see where I was like giving so much of myself to Mm -hmm. others and giving nothing back to myself. So, having that ability to say no, but knowing that you're doing it ultimately for the good of everyone and everything else around you is kind of just something that I really try to keep in mind. And some of this ties into your focus method.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I used to get really mad at you in the Balance Bound Planner because I was like, Brooke has not left me enough room in the others section. And I was, and I had nothing written in the self section. I was like, oh, this is I, why she did it. I think Brooke's trying to teach me a lesson here. Um, And I think, so I think with, yeah, so the focus method I love because, so that's an acronym and it really helps you get rid of all those little extras that yeah. just suck Your time. So focus stands for finish it, outsource it, cut it, uncomplicate it, and then scooch it, which means move it out. And I have my clients. Um, in my course and my one-on-one, they do kind of a brain dump. And then they look through all the stuff that they have on their minds. And a lot of times people will brain dump, they've got like 77 things on their minds that they're thinking about, right? Like so-and-so needs braces and we've got this birthday party and I've got to do this project for work and blah, blah, blah. And you dump it all down. And then you ask yourself the question, does it spark joy? You know, is it even something that I enjoy or want to do? And if it doesn't or does, then you ask the question, okay, is it something that I just need to finish? Is it something that I can outsource? But the cut, that's where we get into this saying no, right? Because you might find that, you know, I talk to people all the time where they're, you know, the leader of the Boy Scout troop, or they're on this board, or they're in this networking group, or whatever it is. And when they really think about it, it's not a hell yes, It doesn't spark joy, and it takes hours upon hours. I think in our minds, we fool ourselves, you know, oh, well, this is just an hour. The scouts only meet once a month, and it's only a two-hour meeting. And when you add all that stuff up, you might be spending like 10 hours a month doing all these extras. Do you know what you can do with 10 hours in a month? So much. So much.
0: I could watch so many stories. You could watch stories.
1: (laughs) I could watch my stories. (laughs) never-ending stories. (laughs) So I am – I just did kind of a big edit of a lot of things in my life and let go of a couple networking groups that were actually really special to me and a couple other things. And I got like eight to 10 hours back in my life. Yeah. And it was awesome.
0: You need those boundaries. Like, you know, no is a complete sentence. That's a boundary. You're setting that boundary and not filling your time with yeses. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you guys yeah. are going to hear some doggy noises because we have our adorable uh, good enough-ish podcast uh, ma- mascot here, Junebug, which you'll have to get see pictures of, but she's uh, she's. Getting a little riled up.
0: I think she's like, no is a complete sense. You are right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: she's so, so gets adorable.
0: It. I can't wait to read. We got to add her in the show notes. We'll add her in the show notes. Yeah. But yeah, another quote that I wrote down years ago that I try to remember, and this goes along with you know saying no and setting boundaries and not filling your time with yeses. Um, this was from a woman named Catherine Winch. She wrote a book called Slay Like a Mother. Mm. And she says, more is a four-letter word. And that's so true oh, yes. because we say we say yes because, you know, a multitude of reasons. And then we have more on our plate and you know, there's some other four-letter words that probably come to mind when we are too busy and we're too committed and we have no boundaries and we're exhausted. Mm-hmm. So I try to keep that in mind with the whole, you know, no as a complete sentence. Um, hell yes. Ver- you know, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Uh, more as a four-letter word. These are all little mantras that we can say to ourselves when we just simply need to step back and say, you know what? That's someone else's that can be someone else's um duty or that can be on someone else's to-do list. This is something that I need to cut. I need to say no to. And it's really helpful because, you know, I'm a I'm a recovering people pleaser. Yeah. I'm still a people pleaser in many ways, but I've gotten a little better at knowing where to set those boundaries and say no. Um, but I have a feeling that a lot of organization loving people who might be interested in this podcast who are very much like us, kind of type A. We like systems. A lot of us might be recovering people pleasers who have trouble saying no. It's really hard.
1: Yeah. I think the other, you were talking about the mantras that are really helpful for you. I think one of the ones that's really helpful for me is make no your default Mm. or maybe your default. So that you can always go back and say no. Yeah. Because you never so, want to say
0: yes to something and then have to backtrack. And right. And that just doesn't feel good. Right. But saying a maybe, giving, letting someone know that you need some time to make a decision
1: or just straight up saying no. That's so true. We right. We need to just pause. Pause. Like if I pause. said to you right now, oh my gosh, Brooke, I'm involved in this amazing organization. We need a quick flyer. I told him that you'd help out. So yeah. <laughs> right? Like you'd be like, sure. sure. Uh-huh. But I see in your eyes right now; it's My like, eyes get really big, like, "Oh, mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. yeah, that sounds great." But but to have your default be like, "Oh, mm, I probably won't be able to help out," just for warning you. Um, but I'll let you know. I'll take. Uh, I'll check my calendar, mm-hmm. and I'll let you know.
0: I'll check my balance bound planner, Remember,
1: right? <laughs> versus like her, <laughs> sure. yeah, right. Well, because there are certain people who
0: have. A certain approach that makes it really hard to say no. Yeah. So it's almost like you have to practice no in the mirror. Yeah. (laughs) When you, when you, maybe if you know a question is coming, you know, someone's gonna ask you to commit to something, it's like you have to practice and no. I'm so sorry. I cannot help you with that. Yes, there was. Um, I don't know if it was totally related to this, but I don't know if you follow Cup of Joe on Instagram. I love um, oh. her blog and Joanna Goddard, and she has this great blog and and her it's Instagram. Such a good name. It is. Um, and there was something recently that someone shared. Like I'm not on that committee, and that's yeah. you know whether it's about. Gossiping about someone else or just something that you're being asked to do. I'm sorry, I'm not on that committee. There's someone else who is on that committee and can help you. Yeah. I love that idea of just, nope, not on that committee. Yeah. It's a great kind of um, final way to say, no, I can't help with something, but it has a little bit of a kick to it. Yeah.
1: A little, a little personality little bit of a kick. Yeah. One of the things that I teach my clients a lot about is how to say no to incoming stuff. Mm. A lot of my clients they get a lot of incoming stuff with hand-me-downs. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And so because your friend or your cousin she's decluttering, so she's like, "Oh my gosh, congratulations. I just brought three garbage bags full of Susie's stuff for you. Here you go." Just dropped <laughs> it on your porch without <laughs> you know it. Yeah. Right. And so I teach them a lot of saying thing and so they're like, oh, I feel guilty. I don't want to say no, but you can say no. Yeah. You can say, you know, um, we're all good with handy hand me downs, just want to let you know like we're good for now. Or I'd love some of Susie's hand-me-downs. Do you mind when you're if you're when you're packing them up, I come over and pick out a few outfits or something. Versus like, don't dump three garbage bags full of, you know, hand-me-downs on me. Or it manifests a lot in Grandparent, very generous grandparents mm-hmm. that are always showing up with a gift. So I teach my clients how to give a, a wish list, like what Johnny really needs is a new pair of sneakers or a baseball bat or, yeah. you know, but saying no to the incoming stuff is always very challenging for people. Our, our group of girlfriends
0: is good about this because, um, I think I have the youngest girl. Yes. We have a of whole system. Group. We have a hand-me-down system that's hysterical because Paige yeah. will be wearing something. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that was Isabel's five years ago. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it went from Isabel to Everly to Bailey to – you know, it goes to all of our friends' daughters. And But we do have a really good system where, like, you know, the the two girls that are slightly older than mine, the moms, um, you know, our close friends will reach out and say, hey, can you use this for yes. Paige? And sometimes I will say, yes, like I'd love to take a look. And other times I'll say, no, we're good with that. And they just pass it on to the next person. Like yeah. we all know plenty of kids who can use some hand-me-downs or we have, you know, so many donation sites to drop them off. I love to keep things out of landfills and things. So if it's stuff we can use, I take it. But I've also gotten in the habit of – because I, I like that initial yes, like, oh, yes, we can use some spring clothes for Paige. Let me take a look through that. But my system is also my way to – Um, also be able to say a quick no to myself or a quick no to whatever else is going to be stored in my basement is as soon as they drop off the bag of stuff, I go through it. I immediately weed out something that I know Paige will not wear this color. I know this is not going to fit her at the right time of year. Or you know what? I know someone else who can use this pair of pajamas that aren't Paige's style because she's a little particular. I will go through it as soon as it comes in the door. That's a good idea. Otherwise,
1: it's it's just going to... Otherwise, it comes
0: in the door, and I put it in the basement, and I don't go through it until she's in that size, but then it's like, why has this stuff been sitting in my basement for a year? You know, Because sometimes you get the things before they grow into it. So that's a good system with the hand-me-downs. It's like, if you're going to say yes to it, go through it right away. So anything you truly can't use... You can get right out of
1: the house, yeah, immediately. Yes, good. I know that's such a good like that's that's the F of the focus, like finish it. Yeah, do just it. Finish it. Comes get in it the door, done. goes back out. Yes. Yep. Love that. Good. How to say no, Brooke? It's, it's hard. Hard. Yeah. But I do feel like it gets easier the more that you do it. Absolutely. And the shorter you make the no, as mm-hmm. you said. Oh, we can't because nope. Like just just about say no. It's wrap a complete it up sentence okay yeah so should we take a break let's take a break all right you're listening to the good enough ish podcast with amanda jefferson and brooke Forey. visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet
0: now back to the show
1: Brooke, we're back. We're back. And now we get to talk about what is sparking joy for you right now. So I think this is sparking joy for a lot of people these days because mm. I've
0: seen it on the interwebs, on the social medias. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just sometimes you just add an S to things. It makes it funny. Um, I'm into Wordle. Mm-hmm. As much of the population is these days. Mm. It's a an online game. It's mm-hmm. not an app. There are some apps that that are called Wordle. This yep. confused my mother-in-law at first. She's like, "Wait, I'm not playing the same thing as you." So we had to direct her to the the website. It was recently purchased by New York Times, yeah, so you can so find kerfuffle about that. A lot of kerfuffle. Wordle lot of kerfuffle. It's W O R D L E is Wordle. So it's basically just a daily one and done um, word game that you're just basically trying to guess a five letter word, and it just brings me joy. Yeah. But I also
1: then found. Quirtle. I don't know what this is. I have played Wordle. I do not know that I find as much joy. It stresses me out oh a bit, gosh. but I want to – what's Quirtle. So Quirtle, if Wordle stresses you out – I all, have a guess about what Wordle is. Quirtle would
0: really stress you is out. Is Wordle a quote that no. you're trying to guess? Oh, okay. No, but that's an interesting thought. No, Quirtle is basically four Wordles happening at a time, but instead of six total guesses, you get, I think, nine or ten – I think it's nine. So basically there's four wordles like next to each other on
1: your screen. I already feel stressed out. Right?
0: I love it because I've always been like a word person and I don't know. It's just this personal challenge. I'm not even usually a game person. Mm. Like my husband has played like Candy Crush and, you know, phone games like that before. This is a phone game. I think feel like I said computer game before, but it's on your phone. You can probably do it on your computer too. Anyway. <laughs> um, so Quirtle, it's just, it's such this personal challenge. So you put in a single word and it puts in all four sections. Okay. And then it tells you which letters are relevant in those four different okay. word sections. All right. So then when you solve one, you have three more to go. So the goal is to get all four words within those nine choices. It's it's tricky to explain. Now, I'm is sure. it was
1: it created by the same guy that
0: created Wordle? I don't think so. Okay, no, because there's like a ton of offshoots now. People are trying to capitalize on this Wordle thing, but Quordle. So it's Q O. No, nope,
1: nope. That's not how you spell it.
0: <laughs> Q-U-O-R-D-L-E if you okay. if you want to find it. I think so, it's
1: one of those things where I didn't understand how Wordle – like when somebody tries to explain it to you, it sounds very confusing, but then when you actually do it, yeah, it's you're not like, as oh, confusing. It's I mean, it's just a game
0: of chance. At first, you put in your first word and you have no idea what the word is going to be that day. And so you see which letters are relevant. Like it makes the letters that are not in the word gray, so you know not to use those anymore. Letters that are in the word are yellow, but not in the right spot. Yes. And then letters that are in the word, but currently in the right spot, are green. Yes. So you you get Such a nice little hit of dopamine when you get that green square. It is. And like my very first one, I got it in two tries, which was complete luck, but it totally turned me on to Wordle. And and listen, I am still someone, I hate to admit this. There's a confession coming. There's a confession coming. I still reach for my phone first thing in the morning yeah, even though yeah. I've preached, like so do you to- do wordle first thing? So that's the thing. I wake up and I usually dive right into Wordle huh. rather than the social medias. That's a good nice shift. Or the news. Um, yes. You know, so it's like, it's it's getting my brain going in the mornings. I'm still looking at my phone because we're all addicted to our phones. I know it's a problem. We'll solve it. We, we, yeah, We will solve that in this podcast by episode 10. Yes. But right now, it's just, you know, it's something different to do on my phone. And my kids are into it. Yeah. Um, my son does it at school. So he'll come in and ask me in the morning, like, did you solve Wordle yet? I'm like, no. Or if I did, I'm like, I'm not going to tell you. And so then he'll do it like during his free iPad time at school and he'll come back and tell me. Like he's gotten a couple of them in two tries. I'm like, are you a genius? And we, you know, like. (laughs) Because some. Yeah. Some of them are really tricky. So that is what's sparking joy for me. It's just one of those little things. It's self-care. It's getting my brain going. It's keeping me off of social media. It's something my family is into. Like my husband
1: and I have a little friendly competition going little friendly. on friendly you're yeah. better at it though aren't you I I, I, I that's what I thought mm-hmm. and, and he no, knows it you know no offense no, no hobby no disrespect to Nick but, but I am the word feeling. person I had a feeling mm-hmm. um I do it with my daughter and we have a lot of fun she's kind of forgotten about it lately we got to get off of it but we need to get back on it we almost always start with the same word we start with party oh interesting I don't know why it's just <laughs> what you choose when Fernando tries to get involved, it gets highly frustrated because he doesn't really get the rules and he doesn't really seem interested in understanding the rules. So he like, so say like they will have already told us that there's no B, A or N and he'll be like banana. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, A, (laughs) that doesn't have five letters and B it's clear. And then he'll be like, you know, um, whatever, like- Banjo. Then he'll be like window again. Window has and he's completely uninterested. So that's so. Yeah, I think Isabel and I just need to do it in secret. Yeah, and not have it be yeah. like a trio because there's
0: also like Hello Wordle, which my son plays, which is you do get to customize how many letters are in the word. Oh. so he's like, oh, I want to try to guess a seven-letter word. That's seven. That, yeah. Yeah. So I haven't played that one yet, but he's told me about it. So it's it's fun that it's just like it's just a mindless game, but it's it's one yeah. that I can get into. I've I'm, never I haven't become like a crossword puzzle person yet. They stress me out. They that's too much. Because it's more They're about too cheeky. Your, well, and it's too much. You need to have a certain amount of knowledge. Whereas Wordle is just like, let's just play with some words here and, right. and find
1: things. So Yeah. Yep. That's, I love it. I'm fascinated by Wordle and like, you know, things like pickleball. Like all of a sudden, everybody's talking uh, about pickleball. We're gonna we're gonna have to do a, a spark joy with pickleball. I'll tell you a little bit more about. I feel pickleball. like we're gonna have to have like an on-site podcast recording. Amanda trying pickleball. <laughs> no, you hit it. <laughs> what is all the rage? <laughs> it's fun,
0: but we did discuss like if you can incorporate a cute outfit into it. So we're gonna get some cute pickleball outfits. Maybe we'll have our good enough ish podcast photo shoot on the
1: pickleball
0: court. Yes. Because it's I, all going to yeah. come together.
1: I know. I ran into a mom in the neighborhood the other day and she was getting ready to play pickleball and she had a like an ensemble. <laughs> I was like, oh God, you know, I don't know. I don't know that I've got a pickleball ensemble. Yeah. So yeah. All right. One. Next, another, another day. Another yeah. topic. Well, now on to our next segment.
0: Yes. On to our next segment before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Do your future self a favor. So what... What is your future hmm, – I'm going to get it one of these. Days. What is <laughs> your tongue twister. What is your favor to your future self? Or what are you doing right now that's a
1: future <laughs> – uh, you know what I mean, Amanda. I know what you mean. Yeah, Brooke and I, when we were putting the podcast together, she's – in her brain, she says it as favor to future you. Right, which is th- something I think I picked up from Forever 35,
0: you know, my favorite podcast. Yes. But then you and I had been saying, you know, in the course of like taking notes for this podcast over the last year, you were saying, do your future self a favor.
1: It's a tongue twister no matter what. Tongue twister segment. So do your future self a favor. So something that I did recently that really did my future self a favor was it was a really busy week. I was running around like crazy and Isabel had a birthday party. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, what are we gonna get? I used to have my usually. It used to be that my go-to birthday present was a gift certificate to the, to the movie theater. That is not a relevant gift anymore. I mean, right? So that used to yeah. be a gift to future self, where I would, where I would um, have a whole bunch of those on hand. Have a birthday card, like we're good to go. Mm-hmm. But so I remembered that we have this lovely. Um, toy store near us called Monkey Fish Toys. So it's a local shop. I love shopping local. And I realized that I could go online, purchase it, they would wrap it for me for free, and then I could just go pick it up. And they would even write a note on it, like to so-and-so from so Isabel. Cute. It was I was in shock at how easy it was. So that's what I did. Yeah. And it was fun because I could look on the website with Isabel, and she was like, ooh, I love the sloth squishable. Perfect. Slosh, sloth squishable. Talk about tongue twisters. Man. And I also liked it because the wrapping was branded in the monkey fish toys. So it was a nice way for me to, you know, share with these people, this great toy store so that they could go. Yeah. um, Patronize it. Is it patronized? No. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Go check out this um, store. So that felt... That's good. Yeah.
0: And I think – I mean, there's so many – local toy stores tend to be awesome. Right. You know, the people are just great. Yeah. they own a toy store. How can that not be magical? So, you know, I think whether it's near us or any local toy store, I feel like you could call them and they would accommodate you with something like this. Um, You know, it's just – it's a good way to check a lot of boxes. You're shopping local. You're getting the gift for the party. It's already wrapped. You're spreading the word about this local shop. So many good things happening there. Yeah. That's like beyond good
1: enough-ish. That's like... Right? That's good. Just solid good. That was just solid good. And for extra measure, we threw in a Dunkin' Donuts gift certificate. Uh Uh-huh. And a handmade card from Isabel. Mm. I mean, I felt like I was bringing my A-game. Yeah. This was... It felt... Yeah, better than good enough is. Yeah, the other moms are like, "Who does she think she is?" No, <laughs> <laughs>
0: with this perfectly wrapped present and handmade card. No, that's great. My birthday party strategy. I mean, it's yeah, also do do? A, it's also a future self favor favor to my future self. <laughs> but we're going to come up. Stay tuned with an, for a new name <sighs> for this segment. No, we're going to come up with an acronym <laughs> for it. But um, I. So, you know, I love Target. So yes. I'm not supporting small stores as often as I would like. That's but some okay. I mean, I do. But in this instance, recently Target had like a buy to get Ooh, the I third 50% this. off or something. And Target makes it so easy, you know, with their app, the Cartwheel or whatever it's called now. I think it's called Cartwheel still, the Cartwheel app. Um, so I will go on- Circle, circle. Thank you. Target circle. So I'll go on and buy like three jewelry kits or something because we do also have a lot of birthday parties coming up for both kids' friends. So I try to find like the specific age group gifts that will work nice. I buy three to six of them at once. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes time for a birthday party, I just go in the basement, see what my toy shelf has waiting for me. I wrap it. I pull my car. I I stockpile cards from Trader Joe's because they have great little cards. We we walk to Trader Joe's, so it's right there. Um, We always have some cute cards or I have the kid's and make a card if we have time. But it's nice. I don't need to go shopping every single time. There's yes. a party coming up. I do let my kids, you know, I say, here's these five things that I bought. Choose which one you think, you know, this friend, Jennifer, would like. Right. Um, and so she picks what she thinks her friend would like. We wrap it together, but it just takes a little bit of that errand process out of it. It's like yeah. we've already got a stockpile of some prices or some presents that I got
1: at a good price. So see, I should do that too. Like my go and I love a unisex gift.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like my go-to gift is the stomp rocket. I've probably we, given this to
0: you. <laughs> you gave us a stomp rocket when Graham turned three. I think like very early in our friendship when I was trying to get our little friend group to get to know each other. You gave us a stomp rocket. We still have it. Yeah. I mean, that was six years, more than six years ago. We still take
1: it over to the baseball yes. field and use it all the, the time. The stomp rocket. It's, a it's great so product. unisex. Boys and girls love it. It's like yeah, I love it. It's like right in the birthday um gift price range. Yes. Just hot tip. Make yeah. sure you go to the baseball field and not to your backyard because <laughs> within seven seconds, all three rockets will be on your roof.
0: Yeah. You know. And maybe in your go to a- <laughs> larger space. But I think also, um, you know with supporting the smaller toy store, you could still do that and have them wrapped. Like you can go and say – next level. Like you could get three of the same thing or three things for parties you know are coming up in the next month, get them all at the same time, get them (sighs) pre-wrapped. Pre-wrapped. Just just put a Post-it on it for who it's for or what it is, and then you can still grab it off of your shelf. Be ready to go. So there's so many things because birthday parties, it it's it's one of those other things no, no one warned you about before you had kids. The whole birthday party, they're, they're just gonna start happening. Oh, and they Brooke. come
1: fast and hard. And the thing that's stressing me out as birthday parties are coming back, the favor bags. You know yeah. I don't like all this clutter. I know I you just don't get these little favor bags and it's like a little miniature bubble thing and this fake snake and like a sticky hand that goes on the wall. and I'm like, oh my God.
0: See, I don't mind those, but I do also keep in mind that some people don't like the favors. So we try to do like consumables, like a right. cookie or yeah, like crayons that. or something that are going to get used up or a little thing of Play-Doh, which like most kids, you know, can just throw that in their Play-Doh pile. So yeah, I hear you. I don't like to get like junky trinkets that are going to end up in a landfill. Yeah. So consumables are good. I like that. Like a balloon and a cookie. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah That'll have to be another show topic. Like I feel yes. like we could have so many like streamlining birthday
1: party ideas. Yes, because one of my other favorite things is for a long time with Isabel, we had no gift birthday parties. Yeah. Where that's we nice said too. please no gifts and then she didn't end up with, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that she, and she didn't even notice. Yeah. So I think yeah, we gotta add that to the list. We'll add it to the list. Yeah. All right. Well, this was super
0: fun. This I enjoyed was talking fun. about saying no and birthday gifts and wordle. I hope our listeners got some good tips. Yeah. Today.
1: And luckily we didn't make it a six hour episode. No, you know, about how to say no. Could have been. It could have been. But we kept we'll it. be back. Kept it tight. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We'll See be you back. Later. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish.
1: We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish or email us at
0: goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com. You can also support this podcast by joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash goodenoughish. Thanks for listening. Bye.